Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Local Memo, So She's podcast where we focus on recent changes and updates in the local search space in order to help you prepare for the week ahead. I'm Dustin Hayes, Director of Brand Marketing and PR at Sochi, and I'm joined by my co-host, Damian Rawlson, Sochi's Director of Market Insights. Thanks for joining us today. Now, let's jump into this week's memo. Hello, and our first item for this week, Microsoft has announced the imminent release of GPT-4, the latest update to OpenAI's ChatGPT generative AI tool, which is expected to go live in mid-March, meaning we may see the update this week. The new iteration is said to be multimodal or capable of working in several media. Releases of ChatGPT thus far have been text only, so GPT-4 may represent a significant leap forward in capabilities and uses. News reports suggest that the new release will be capable of working with text, images, sound, and video. GPT-4 will also reportedly work in multiple languages and will be able to respond, for instance, in Italian to a question asked in German. Tom Demers offers several ideas about local SEO tasks that could be improved by utilizing ChatGPT. In one instance, he shows the results of using ChatGPT to research the Google category selected by competitor businesses, finding that their results were informative, but not always accurate. Some other ideas are to use ChatGPT to write copy for Google posts, to ask it to list some commonly asked questions in preparation to film an FAQ video, and to use the tool to script the video itself. Demers also tries out ChatGPT for product descriptions and answering Google questions. In subsequent sections of the article, Demers explores using ChatGPT for review management, sentiment analysis, and review response for various on-site SEO tasks like blog post ideation, schema markup, and differentiated content for local pages, and for generating link building opportunities in local communities. For most of the local SEO tasks Demers explores, ChatGPT provided helpful feedback but could not be relied upon to supply usable content without oversight. Next, Google has updated its Maps policies on user-contributed content to provide expanded detail on the protection of private information. The new policy states that merchants cannot share anyone's personal information without express permission. Photos, videos, and people's names are all protected, as is identifiable information such as medical records. The only persons not subject to this rule are professionals associated with the business or any, quote, public-facing professional conducting business under their name. In addition, the updated policy has a new clause in its section on fake engagement. In addition to forbidding incentives for reviews and other restrictions, the policy now states that businesses cannot post content, quote, using an emulator or other device tampering service, modified operating system, or other method to mimic genuine engagement, manipulate sensor data or results, or otherwise thwart or confuse normal operations. Darren Shaw has shared six reasons why Google might reject photo updates in Google Business Profiles, with content taken from Mike Blumenthal's response in the GBP Help Forum. First, a bug can cause photos to show as rejected, but they actually publish in 24 to 48 hours. Profiles less than two weeks old cannot publish any images. Google checks for duplicate watermarked and copyright images and will reject those it finds. Photos can be rejected if text covers more than 10% of the photo. And last, Google's image correction software may flag images as inappropriate, correctly or incorrectly. If photos are rejected incorrectly, merchants can reach out to Google support or ask for help in the forum. 
Next, now that Google is prompting reviewers to share structured information about their experiences, in particular with restaurants, users have begun spotting this feedback in published reviews. In particular, Claudia Tomina shared on Twitter a restaurant review section that showcases recommended dishes, presumably called from reviews with structured content. Google is rolling out a new design for desktop search, matching the mobile interface update that was launched last October. Search results on desktop will now display a favicon and the site name, helping users identify the source for each link. Sponsored content is also supposed to be marked more clearly as a result of the update. Google automatically creates site names by analyzing a site's content and references to it on other sites. Though you can't change the site name Google assigns, you can influence it by implementing website structured data. Next, Google has announced support in local service ads for 70 new service providers in five categories, education, people care, pet care, wellness, and health care. Examples of newly supported businesses include beauty schools, preschools, funeral homes, animal shelters, pet groomers, veterinarians, personal trainers, and dentists. Local service ads allow supported businesses to promote themselves in sponsored placements for local searches related to their offerings and compensate to some degree for the difficulty service-oriented businesses encounter when trying to rank well in organic local searches. Users are spotting examples of product listings in Google Shopping results that are derived from manually added listings in the product menu of Google Business Profiles. These product listings appear alongside those from other businesses that are sourced from Merchant Center feeds. Previously, Merchant Center product listings could only appear in Google Local Results if the business was running local inventory ads, but this is the first time that we've seen organic product listings published in the other direction, from GBP to shopping. And finally for this week, in addition to trialing its own paid subscription service in the wake of Twitter Blue, Meta may now be planning the launch of a Twitter competitor that is reportedly decentralized, similar to Mastodon or Twitter founder Jack Dorsey's Blue Sky. The new app, which has the codename P92, was confirmed by Meta to be in development, with the company stating that it is exploring a, quote, standalone decentralized social network for sharing text updates. The initiative is being led by Adam Mossery, the current head of Instagram. As a decentralized platform, the app will presumably be distributed across multiple servers with different user groups able to exert some level of control over their communities. That's a wrap on this week's memo. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check us out at meetsoshi.com and the Soshi blog, where you'll find more information about the topics we've covered here. You can also subscribe to the local memo on your favorite podcast service so you'll never miss an episode. I'm Dustin Hayes, along with Damian Rawlson, and we'll see you next week on The Local Memo.